Hello, Pastor Greg here. Welcome to the Jordan Assembly of God Church podcast. This is for Mother's Day 2023. I hope you enjoy this message. Mother's Day, and you're like, Greg, you normally don't go with the whole entire, like, the holiday, but we were right in the middle of a series, and I figured today would be a great day just to do a Mother's Day, an actual Mother's Day message. So, there you are. So, in Deuteronomy 5.16, I remember my mom and dad actually reading this to me when, when I was growing up, and it's one of the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and your mother as the, as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for this time. Father, I pray that you may be with um, those around, be with the mothers, and I pray, Father, that people will just have a really wonderful day today. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so as always, if you would like to actually view past series and... Uh, we're going to be starting a new one here pretty soon, <clears throat> but um, if you would like to do that, you go to agjordanmt.com. If um, for whatever reason you don't get an email or you did not get a message, you're like, I want to be a part of either the live session or I want to do that, you can also go to agjordanmt.com and there's a link that will send you to the page so that you could actually watch it live if you would like to. So um, you have that going on. And uh, the past broadcasts are in Spotify, Google Podcast, Podbean type stuff. So, so there are certainties in life. And one of those certainties in life is how we treat our mother. And I am very thankful for a mother's forgiveness, and I'm very thankful for the grace of a mother because, I kid you not, I was not an easy child. Um, you're probably like, Craig, never. Believe you me, I was not an easy child. <laughs> and um, we, my mom and I, we, we, we went rounds. Um, and, I, and I'm thankful that we, we both survived, and at the end of it, our relationship is very well and is very good. Um, and so in that realm, I have a lot of honor for my mom. And here's the thing. It's not what anything that she has done. It's everything who she is. Is that, is that, am I saying that something where, where you can understand that? It's not about the fact of what she has done or what she hasn't done. It has everything to do with who she is. She will be and forever will be my mom. You see, when you're young, as you grow up, and those of you who are still young to this day, I hope maybe you'll listen. But when you're young, you look at your mom as 
they're the authority, they're the person that does this, and they're the person that does things. But at some point in time, you have a choice that you have to make. Do I follow after mom because of what she does, or do I follow after mom because of who she is? She's mom. Right or wrong, she's mom. Is she perfect? No, she's not perfect, but she's mom. And because of that, there's an honor and respect that goes with that. Right? And so, in Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, and it says this. My parents also love to read this one to me. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. Now, what was that promise? Well, we read that promise. That it may go well with you. Now notice that in that statement, there was nothing about the fact that if you became a Christian, then it would go well with you. It, it doesn't say that. It's, it says, honor your father and your mother. There are certain promises that happen in there. Obey your parents. Honor your parents. And as a child, this makes it really, really difficult, right? Because they're the authority. But right now, it's like every time I think of my mom, I always think of how much I love my mom. When I was a kid, it was very difficult and everything else like that. But now, every time I think about her, I, I want to honor her. I want to do the things that she has taught me to do. I want to obey God. Why? Turns out that is something that was very important to my mom. Mothers have a very important role in a person's life. And unfortunately, they're the ones that get the most flack. They're the ones that, that are in the battlefield with the children day in and day out. And they get the most flack for it. But I'm going to tell you, having lived with my mother for some odd years, that I'm very thankful for, shall we say, the constant, consistent way of teaching to learn what I needed to learn. Because if it wasn't for my mom, I guarantee you, I wouldn't be here. How important is this? Very important. How do we show honor to our mother? One of them is by listening. Maybe we have some examples. Kendra, do you have any examples of your mom telling you something and you need to listen to it? Was, is there an example? Is one of them possibly clean your room? Possibly. Just, just one. Okay, so one listening okay now I heard my mom tell me to clean my room a lot of times what happens when I don't follow that up with action normally does not do well right I get myself in trouble right which happened to me a lot okay Greg go clean your room I hear you mom Right there. And, and where I lived, we lived on an, on an acre. I know that some of you might have a difficulty 
understanding an acre. So basically, if you just draw like a really small square in any one which one of your ranches, that's probably pretty much of an acre. It is a very small area. You guys measure, you guys measure lots. Where I came from, acre was a pretty fairly big piece. I thought an acre was really large until I came here, and then then only to look out and say, where does your property line end? You know, it's amazing. I love Montana, and I love it out here. But where I come from, an acre was a, if you had an acre, you were you were pretty fairly you were good. You had a good, nice plot of land. And I would be out running around, and I would be out climbing up trees and doing all sorts of fun stuff. And uh, mom would eat and say, Greg, you need to clean up your room. You told me that you are going to clean up your room. You didn't clean up your room. I'd get right there. What would I do? Anybody want to have a guess? Charlie, you have an idea? I jumped right out of that tree, and I went straight into that room, and I cleaned it up, right? No. It's amazing that she knows this and she understands this. So I wouldn't do exactly what I needed to do, but it was that consistent, that consistent focus that my mom had that I didn't like at the time when I was young, but now I would, I would, it's, it's one of those things where you, you strangely start to miss. You strangely miss the times when all you had to worry about was what your mom told you to do. If all I had to worry about in my life was take out the trash, clean up my room, and go to bed at night not having to worry about anything else. Right? Now I look at my life and I look at all the stuff that's going on and I'm like, man, being an adult, that's not the cool thing. I don't know why I was so anxious to become older when I was younger because all, all the people that told me, Greg, don't, don't, be, you know, don't rush to be older. I should have listened. The biggest thing, and, I, and as I've watched my own kids and as I've tried to teach my own kids and as I've, you know, being, having the blessing of being a grandparent, which is just an amazing blessing from God, I love it. The biggest thing that I have learned is when we apply the rules that our mothers have actually taught us so that it's no longer our mother's rule, but it becomes our rule. It's no longer because my mom said so. It's because it has become a part of me. It has become a part of something that I hold dear. It has become a part of what happens when I do things. So I don't take out the trash because my mom tells me to. I take out the trash because it needs to be taken out. I clean up my room not because my mom's telling me to clean up my room. I'm, I'm cleaning up my room because I know it's needing to be done. I'm showing the love and care for my kids. Why? Because that's what my mom showed me. Right? When we apply that character, when what is asked is not a have to, but a want to, and ultimately, even an already done. Greg, did you take out the trash? Yep, already got it done. 
I saw it was overfull, overflowing. Got it done. So how important is this? Well, Jesus indicates the importance when dealing with application of rules. We're going to end today in Mark chapter 7. We'll be looking at chapter 7. We're going to be going from verse 1 to verse 23, ultimately. We're just going to look at the first five verses here really quick here. So in Mark chapter 7, Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now when they saw some of his disciples eat bread and with defiled, that is, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other things which they have received and hold, like the washing of cups, pitchers, copper vessels, and couches. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? So you're, you're, you're looking at that story, Pausing right there, you're looking at that story. Well, Jesus is against hand washing. This is great. As a child, I don't have to wash my hands. I don't have to wash stuff. Dish wash, dish, dishes done. This is great stuff, right? That's not the point. It wasn't the point of what he was trying to get across. Once again, outside following of rules versus internal. So Jesus answered the problem and the issue because they're all about the outside. And in verse 6, he answered and said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups and many other such things you do. He said to them, all too well you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your tradition. Which means that if God says something and if tradition says something, we're going to go with tradition and God is like something that we're just going to get around to. Once again, difference between outside viewpoint and what's in our heart. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from him is Corban, which, which basically what he's saying is, and, you know, that is a gift, is in de- definition, that is a gift to God. And basically what he was saying was that anything that you get from me is a gift for you, so I don't have to do anything else for you. What, I, what you've already received from me or what you may have received from me, you've already received. And in verse 12, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. So he's, he's taking that outside deal, and they're like, they're complaining about all these outside things, but he, what Jesus was saying was that, where's your heart? Your heart's not for God. Your heart is all about, your, your whole entire desire is to make it look and appear like you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. But you need to have it in here. When we look at our parents and we look at our mothers and, and, and we look at that, it's when we allow those laws and rules that actually in here. 
It's allowing that instruction to not just be instruction, but something that we take on for ourselves. How do we honor God? We take his instruction for ourselves. It says that if, you, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, that the Spirit of God is within us. And so if that is the case, then technically speaking, we have the very Spirit of God within us that worships God the Father. So if that is the case, then we have the ability to be able to honor God by simply obeying exactly what is in us by following after the Spirit of God. When Jesus was asked what was the most important thing for you to do, he said, What's the most, what were the two most important commandments? And he said this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Which means, in my way of learning, as, as I have been instructed, also understanding what instruction is, that means that basically anything that is not loving is by sheer definition not something I should be doing to other people. Because if I am unloving to other people, then I'm not honoring God. And if I'm not honoring God, then I'm not showing love to God. How do I share? How do I show love for my mother? How do I do that? I do it in little ways that probably you never know, but it's there. Little instructions that I have learned throughout my life that is there. Why? Because it's a part of me. Why do I want to be honest? Because you know what? I was taught that honesty was important. And when I am not honest, I, I immediately want to actually make it right. You see what I'm saying? I want to live on that line. Why? Because it's important for me. I want to honor my mom. I want to honor my dad. I want to honor my God. It's a desire. You can't... That's something that you have to take on yourself. You can't teach that. It is something that you have to choose to do. Can you receive instruction? Sure. Can you do what you're told? Sure. The question is this. Are you going to do it whether or not you're told or not? Are you going to take it on for yourself? Or are you going to just make it appear to everybody else that you're doing the right thing? Are you doing everything so that everybody looks at your life and says, oh man, he's got it all together or she's got it all together? When really, quite honestly, on the inside, you're dying. Jesus then took it to a personal level in verse 14. When he had called all the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear me, everyone, and understand. There is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him, but the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile man. If, he, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had entered a house away from the crowd, and just so in case if you're, if you're wondering, like, I didn't quite get that. I don't understand that. His disciples were in the same boat. And in verse 17, his disciples asked him concerning the parable, 
So he said to them, Are you thus without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot defile him? We're talking about defiling. We're not talking about like getting sick or having bacteria or whatever. We're talking about defiling. We're talking about sin. We're talking about what is wrong. Verse 19, Because it does not enter his heart but his stomach and is eliminated, thus purifying all foods. And he said, What comes out of a man, that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and that is what defiles a man. So it's basically, here's the thing. Do you deal with anger? Okay. Do you deal with things in your life that you sh- that you know are wrong? Okay. Here's what makes it worse, giving voice to it. See, here's the thing. When it's inside and you haven't given voice to it, it's between God and you. Okay? It's when you give voice to the anger. It's when you give voice to the frustration. It is when you give voice to it. And you're like, well, Greg, are you saying to bottle it all up? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is that if there's issues that you have, there's a difference between you reacting in the moment and then maybe later on talking to another individual who is a friend or somebody who you can trust or whatever that you can talk those frustrations out with in a safe environment where you're not spewing stuff in the situation. Is that understandable? When you give voice to sin, when you give voice to your anger, when you give voice to those things or give actions behind those things, that's what makes it even, that's what defiles a person. That is what is wrong. What happens when it's in here? When it's in here, it's between God and you, and the two of you can deal with it. Oh, Greg, I, I need to tell somebody. I need to talk to somebody. Find a friend. Find somebody who I would hope is a person that follows after God. I would hope that a person that honors God. And you go to them, and you can talk to them, and they can work it out and walk with you. They can be a friend that can point you. And that friend, by the way, should be pointing you to one place. Can anybody guess where that is? That friend should be pointing you to Jesus. That friend should be pointing you to the cross that forever speaks. That friend should be pointing you to the change that God is doing in you. Because why are you battling? It's because of your flesh. The flesh rises up and tries to actually battle with the spirit. It is a daily occurrence of that battle going on. And the only way that you can do this is by walking after the spirit and not after the flesh. For the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. When you give voice, when you give action to it. Is it still wrong inside? Yes, it is. And you shouldn't have that. However, here's the thing. God and you can walk that out. You allow your lips to be disciplined. You allow your heart to be disciplined. The Bible talks about God creating within us his image. So how do we honor God? 
Maybe you start by doing this. Maybe that's the start. And then as you walk and you get more comfortable with disciplining, you're finding yourself not reacting the way you used to react. You're finding yourself saying, not saying the same things that you would actually normally say. And then you actually start learning. It's like, wow, God's really making a change in me. I'm no longer reacting the same way reacting. I don't know where your start is, but I know that eventually at some point in time, the more you show honor to God, the more you will actually understand exactly where he's going. And in the end, you'll look in the mirror and understand it. I did not understand what mom was doing in my life and how she was teaching and training me. I did not understand that until I had moved out. And when I moved out, I started to understand exactly what she was laying down. And it helped me. I, there is not a day that goes by at my, at, at, at whether or not here or whether or not I'm at the bank or whether I'm walking around in town. There is not a day that goes by that I'm not utilizing important instructions that my mom has given me, that my dad passed on to me, that I am understanding that. You do not know it, but there are areas of my life that I know specifically that honor my parents and honor my, my mom because it's exactly what she fought so hard with tears with me to do. So before we go into communion, I want to say this. To the mothers out there, take the time to love your kids. Take the time to discipline your kids. Thank you. From one very rebellious child, thank you. Because if it wasn't for you, I don't know where I'd be. Let's pray. Father, I pray that as we celebrate today, we may show appreciation and we may show thankfulness. And we may show gratefulness to our moms, to our dads. And I pray, Father, that we as children would honor you by honoring them. And I pray, Father, that you be glorified in our hearts and in our minds. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. I hope you have enjoyed this special message, and I hope you have a wonderful day. If you would like to listen to other podcasts, you may go to agjordanmt.com. Thank you for listening.